calling in his name in general long before those ever took place. And it's the same for you guys tonight. What are those things that you see in your life that you see as disqualifications? I know there's things coming through your head right now, just weaknesses that you're struggling with that you haven't been able to share because of fear of what people are going to think of you or embarrassment or like telling people is only going to make it worse. You're not going to be able to get over it. So might as well just keep it to yourself. Um, Or for me, I felt like I could just deal with it on my own with God. Like I had a good relationship with God. I was in leadership. Um, I felt like if I make a mistake, I can pray about it on my own and then God will help me with it. And that's all that there is to it. But a huge step of the process that I was missing is confession. And this is something that I have not really even learned until this last month as an Anthem student um, is just confession and vulnerability and community, which shout out to life groups. This is an incredible place for you to practice that in authentic community is in your life group consistently, not just one time. Um, But James chapter five, verse 16, really shows us what confession is supposed to look like. Um, It says, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you might be healed. It's such an important misstep of the process sometimes. Um, and when I was still struggling with all these things that I talked about, the first week of Anthem, well, before that, I had my Anthem interview. Um, and I was only honest about half of the stuff because, honestly, I had convinced myself that I was good. And I was working on it. I was like, there's no need to share this. There's no need to say anything. So they asked me questions. I was like, no, I'm good. Um, They asked very personal questions, (laughs) so it was an intense time in general. Um, And then later that week, I was blessed. God opened my eyes, and I was like, you know what? All these people are talking about vulnerability, going into Anthem, being all in, and I'm not doing that because I'm holding something back. And I don't know what's going to come from opening up about this, but I'm going to try. And so I met with Brooke in her office. I went into, well, I dragged myself into her office, more like. Um, And, man, I've always just tried to sugarcoat the things that I say. And there was no way to sugarcoat what I was going to confess to her and tell her that I struggle with that I was not honest about. And I sat down in her office And I was like, I have no idea how I'm going to say this. I think I literally said that. I was like, I don't really know what to say right now, but here it is. And I just blew like word vomit. (laughs) And let me tell, like, I I wish I could tell you that in that moment, like, it was so much easier and, like, God was with me and I had strength. Like, it was really difficult. (laughs) It was not fun. (laughs) There was snot and tears and that, like, ugly crying that kids do when they can't breathe. (laughs) It was all involved. (laughs) But as I just spoke, I felt the chains just fall off of me. And it wasn't, I, I was realizing so many things in that moment that it was not as big of a hold on me as I thought it was, that the devil did not have as much power over me as I had given him. And that's one of my points I want to make is freedom brings Confession brings freedom, excuse me. Confession brings freedom in your life. And if you've seen this as unnecessary or either a box that you need to check off in your life, it's not that. It says, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other. Prayer is an important step in that, that you might be healed. True healing is found in confession, in community, in being vulnerable with each other. You want to see authentic community? Talk about what you're struggling with, not what you have healed from. 
like your testimony. Your testimony is what you're walking through right now. How can you be honest about where you're at right now, even though it is not easy and it is not comfortable? <laughs> there was a risk in opening up as I talked to Brooke. She had every possibility of responding badly and hurting me <laughs> because people are imperfect. And maybe you've gone through that in your life where you have tried to confess or be open and somebody has hurt you. And I just want to say I'm sorry because that sucks. And it makes it really hard to learn how to do that again in a healthy way. Um, but there was an even greater promise of true healing through confessing in that moment. And I started to experience that, and I haven't stopped experiencing that, and it's still not comfortable. It is still a weekly, daily, hourly <laughs> thing that I'm trying to practice in my life. Um, but man, it has changed who I am. And the other point about confession is confession equips the people that are in your life to love you and lead you fully. If you are sitting here today and you're like, okay, I struggle with this thing, but I'm just going to wait until there's a really good sermon and they say it and I'm like, oh, shoot, that's for me. I did that for so long. And let me tell you, if you don't want to talk about something, you can hide it for a really long time without even trying. And if you're sitting here waiting like, oh, well, you know, God works through prophecy. So a leader will come and talk to me directly about it if God wants me to open up about this. I did that too. And you know what? <laughs> I just got this picture in my head as I was thinking about that. Like, imagine you're going on a hiking trip, like, in the mountains, far away, and you don't tell anybody where you're going. Nobody knows that you're even leaving, and you go missing. How are they even going to know where to look for you? Where to even begin to look for you? Or to even know where you went in the first place? They don't have anything equipping them to lead you out of that place. When you're waiting for somebody to come talk to you, for a leader to come talk to you, and you're frustrated, like, why, aren't, why isn't God giving them a word for me? Why, why do they not know what I'm going through? It's because you haven't told them. I mean, it takes some sort of communication for leaders to know what they need to speak into, how they can pray for you, how they can love you better, to be able to connect things to what's going on in your life right now. Well, it's probably because of this that you're struggling with. They can't do that if they don't know. And God does give words of knowledge, but there's a certain step of the process that I think we really miss a lot of the time out of shame and guilt. And the last point that I want to make is confession is so important because those things in your life that are holding you back, those weaknesses that you see as disqualifications, that is where God's power is going to be made perfect. His word says that. His power is made perfect in your weakness. And you know what? The devil knows that. He knows that about you. He knows that when you have your weaknesses on display, when God is working on you and you're on the table and his power is made perfect in you, that makes him scared. I mean, what can you be capable of when God's power, the living God's power, is made perfect in you, in every single one of you? That is a capability that you have because God's word says it. Therefore, there is no such thing as a disqualification in your life. There's no such thing as anything disqualifying you. It's not possible. So what are those things that you're keeping in the dark in your life? What are those things that God is bringing to your mind and your heart even right now as I'm speaking? And I want to encourage you tonight, we'll have opportunity just to practice confession in all of its glory. <laughs> because like I said, it. I've been through it a lot lately. It's not fun. <laughs> but I want to encourage you 
take that step in faith. Take that step in boldness where God is calling you, and he'll be faithful to complete that work that he started in you. His power is made perfect in your weakness. So I just want to pray that over you. Jesus, would you just give us strength and boldness to be able to follow you fully in the way that your word equips us, God, and the way that your word speaks to us. God, as we're entering into the season of life groups and authentic community, would you just speak to our hearts and let us know when it is time to be vulnerable, God, and to let the people that you've placed in our life walk with us through what we're struggling with, through where we're at. And would you just continue to lead us and guide us, God, and speak to us through your word tonight. In your name, amen. Whoa, that was so good. <laughs> Dang. Um, I'm going to turn my iPod on really fast. Hold on one second. <laughs> you guys can talk to your neighbor if you want. <laughs> All right. Um, so I have been here for quite a while. Um, I think a lot of you know me, but some of you don't, so I'm just going to introduce myself. Um, my name is Kylie. I have been going here for, I think, almost five years. Um, I love this church. This is amazing church. I love this family. This youth group is amazing. So this is your first time. You're a family now. Um, a little bit about me. I just graduated this last year from Tumwater High School. Yee, T-Birds. Woo-hoo. <laughs> um, I'm also a military kid. Uh, both my parents are Army. Um, so it was very disciplined upbringing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> very structured. Um, I also am the oldest of four. I have three little brothers, three, <laughs> and I'm the only girl, so there was a lot of masculine presence in my house. <laughs> uh, there was no need to be makeup for it, um, but as we get ready to get into this, if you guys could all turn to Ephesians 2, um, we'll be starting there. So something that I have struggled with my whole life is feeling the need to put on a mask. I love masks. I love putting on the mask that people want to see. I love people thinking that I am exactly what they want. I like being the ideal candidate. I like being good at things. If I'm not good at things, then I usually don't try. <laughs> um, definitely becoming very uncomfortable in Anthem. <laughs> they will definitely make you try things that you're not good at, um, including vulnerability. <laughs> But that is something that I've always struggled with. Um, and so in this last year, I moved out in the middle of my senior year. And I moved in with my aunt and my uncle. My uncle is over here. His name's Sano. He's really cool. Shout out to Sano. Woo! <laughs> but it just started this journey of really walking with the Lord closely and consistently for me. Um, it was something that was different. And I thought I was all good. And I was not. <laughs> so I had this plan. I was going to go to community college, do my own thing, make my own plans. I love making my own plans. I love being in control. That way I can make myself the ideal candidate and look the way that people, I thought people wanted me to look. So I get to this place, and all of a sudden I feel the Lord kind of pressing on my heart at the first Anthem preview day, because there was two like little things. Um, but I kind of just went to hang out with Sydney. 
Sydney's like my best friend. <laughs> um, and then the Lord was kind of like, there's more here than just friends. Like, there's more here for you. Yeah. Um, and so he started this process of pressing into my heart. And at first I was like, you know what? I don't want to do it because I just don't want to. And that's not how it works. So something that everyone will tell you when you're thinking about doing anthem is asking the Lord for a word. Um, asking him for scripture, asking him something specifically for your heart um, so that on the really hard days when you go in for that confession and you're ugly crying and there's snot everywhere, you have a word to fall back onto. Um, the word of God is something that is extremely comforting and has been a really good blanket this last month or so. Um, so let's get into this. So I'm going to read the first two verses. Um, and this is the word that the Lord spoke to me um, through someone dearly loved. <laughs> so he says, And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. So one thing that took me a really long time to realize is that it is impossible for me to live a life fully outside of the grace of God. <laughs> um, when you don't allow the grace of God to openly work in your life, it is a really hard fall. And so I fell into this cycle of allowing the grace of God to come into my life when I hit rock bottom. But as soon as I got out of that rock bottom place and I let the Lord like kind of do the heart surgery and everything, I completely put that wall back up. I put that wall back up and I started taking control again and putting on those masks when really every single time it's just going to land you in a place where it's really hard to keep that and maintain it. Um, and so following that, it was like a question I have to ask myself constantly is where in my life am I lacking allowing myself to let the grace of God in um, to those places and to let him really work and be there consistently on a consistent basis and then in verse 3, it goes, Among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. Um, so this is not something that, well, this is something that I struggled with. Is I thought I was the only one. <laughs> I thought I was the only one because I would come to church and I'd talk to everyone, and it seemed like everyone had their stuff together. But the reality is, is like this is something that we all struggle with, it doesn't matter if you're not saved, if you got saved yesterday, or if you've been saved for a long time. Um, this is something that, like, we all struggle with, and God calls us to walk out together. And then in verse 4, this is where everything gets real. But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. Um, something that I'll hear a lot and that I have heard a lot before it really hit my heart was, but God. But the power of those words are so immense. Like the way that they apply to our lives is so much greater than I could possibly understand. Um, like in all of the moments where I was putting up this facade when I didn't want people to see my weaknesses, I didn't want people to see that I was anxious, that I was depressed, that I had insecurities, um, that I wasn't perfect, I wasn't the person that they wanted me to be all the time. Um, when that entire time I was putting up that mask and just letting those things grow over here in my little pot of darkness, um, he loved me the entire way and was just waiting for grace. He was waiting with the grace in his hands to save me. 
And so in verse 6, it goes, leading into that, by grace you have been saved and raised up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of your works, so that no one may boast. Jeez, we have a good God. He is so good. Um, but in that process of looking and being like, Lord, I really don't want to do anthem, but I can definitely hear your voice. And the way that this passage like spoke to me going into anthem were the three things that I was told were that he's going to show me that I am holy, that I am chosen, and I am beloved. Um, and the way that he has worked those things in just this first like month and a half have been crazy. Um, I'm someone who puts up those masks, and I like to shut down. I don't like processing anything. Those emotions go very deep. <laughs> uh, I will say I'm fine until you ask the right questions. <laughs> um, but just like reading these words over myself over this season and just being able to really allow myself to be immersed in such a community of people um, who want to love me where I'm at um, has showed me that our worthiness is not dependent on how good we are or our perfection, but it's more dependent on the sacrifice that Jesus made the sacrifice that Jesus made for us um, in the way that he shed his blood on the cross and took care of every single mistake that I've ever made. Every single mistake. And that's a lot. I am a very messy, imperfect human. Um, and the fact that he did that not only for me, but every single person is crazy to me. Like, how crazy? And so it's just like, wow. <laughs> um, and so basically... He just showed me, like, my ability to execute or display perfection has nothing to do with the fact that we are worthy and called as sons and daughters. And so through this whole process of being able to be vulnerable and let the Lord speak, um, and the band can start coming up. <laughs> um, but through this process, as I have allowed each mask to fall and gone into Brooke's office and had those super ugly cry moments. Um, it just, he's been continually doing this thing where instead of this process of me hitting rock bottom and me letting him in, if I let him in beforehand and let him heal all the things that I've been hiding from him, because I ignore that he knows everything, even though he literally knows everything. <laughs> so just being able to acknowledge that he knows these things and to be open about it has been so revolutionary in allowing him to take all the mistakes, all of the mess ups, all of the slip ups, and then to take those broken pieces and basically start picking them up and creating this like beautiful masterpiece of a testimony. Like this is my life and it's messy, but God's gonna be glorified through it because he's healing me. And that story is gonna speak to someone. And so what I want to challenge you guys with is what stories are you not letting God form in you? Like, where are you letting that mask of perfection stop you from being healed and then being able to live in authenticity with others? Because people need to hear that story. That story is an important story that really, there's probably one person waiting out there 
waiting to hear it. Someone that wants to connect with you and to miss out on that opportunity. Like our church's word for this, like our overall churches don't miss this moment. And you miss that moment if you don't share that story. So what we're going to do for response um, is we're going to have some leaders around the room. Um, Elena talked a lot about confession and the importance of that and being able to live authentically. Um, So if you have something on your heart that you just want to walk out with someone, walk out with a leader, walk out with someone trusted, someone who's going to respond and show you and lead you and show you the grace of God and the love of God, those people are there for you and they're waiting. Um, And then I just want to go back into Surrounded and declare that even though we are such messy humans, like there is still that place at the table made for you. That place is there every single day, every second of the day, regardless of your mistakes, because Jesus loves you. Um, So if you guys would stand, um, I want to pray for you. Jesus, I just thank you for tonight and the opportunity you've given us to speak into these students, God. Um, I pray that these students would know in their hearts that you are just waiting, um, that you already know, and that you're just waiting for them to acknowledge that you're there, that you want to know everything, that you want them to be able to be themselves, to live fully in the light, God. Um, I pray that you would just break some walls tonight. I pray that chains would fall. I pray that mistakes would not hold people back. I pray that the enemy would have no hold over what is on their hearts right now, God. I pray that they would be able to take those things and be, this is a mistake I've made, but this is not who I am, and I want to be who I am. We love you, Jesus. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your rich mercy. Thank you for how you're moving in this family, God. In Jesus' name, amen.